1: This episode is definitely not safe for work. Let's get that out of the way right now. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's most dangerous duo. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, not safe for work, so wash. On this week's show, Ladders, the artist formerly known as The Ladders, takes innovation down to the bottom rung. Gillette shows off its softer side, and swastika penises what yeah you heard that right you'll need to stay tuned to find out exactly what the hell we're talking about but first a word from our advertiser sovereign
2: sovereign ai matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human you decide exactly how our ai matching engine thinks about each individual transaction it will find rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N. Com.
1: Boom. Yeah, that's it's about to get real up in this piece. Uh, <laughs> Let's go to shout outs. There it is. Michael B. Clegg. Michael B. Shore Clegg. <laughs> Friend of Al, be sure. I'm yes. sure. Uh-huh. Damn. See, I'm so fired up. I'm like jumping the gun. All right. Michael Clegg, <laughs> longtime vet, stumbled upon the show, loves it. Michael, this shout out's for you. Yes.
0: Shout out for you. He actually tweeted back to us as we said, thanks for listening. He's like, hey, dude, I, I meant that I love your show. Uh, someone that's been in the industry for 20 years, like he has, he's now a business owner. Uh, he needs this type of content more than am- ever. And then he actually said, We dumped Career Builder last year. So I don't know that it was us who was responsible for him <laughs> dumping Career Builder, if it was just Career Builder's dumb antics and shit that they did. But uh, thanks for listening, Michael. We really appreciate it.
1: Pretty sure if Career Builder was working for them, they wouldn't dump them because of idiots <laughs> like us. The podcast. All right, I'm going to go to Ryan Gill then. Uh, Immediately from that, uh, I don't know even what to say. Dude has mad video interviewing skills. He's got a guy dabs with a camera yeah who's got mad skills so anyway i don't know you and i did a a video interview with brian Mm -hmm. talking about a variety of things from starting you know companies and podcasts and success and kids and sex and who knows what else so we talked about but uh if you haven't checked that out do a beeline uh to at least one of our social medias Mm-hmm. Uh, and check that out. Did they post it somewhere on, on their site? Yeah. Well, I mean, they posted it on social media and
0: it's called Link Up. I don't know if it's weekly, but I mean, they do a ton of content, which is awesome. But I have to say this, it is a cinematic experience that everybody needs to see. I mean, these guys really pulled together good video. Uh, Ryan's the founder of The Gathering, which we're actually going to, to go to here in a few weeks in, in Banff. And uh, also the CEO and founder of uh, a new talent marketplace called called communo
1: you know it's pronounced brant right (laughs) (laughs) all right shout out to a uh ting guy did i pronounce that right for you good job Ting guy and it's it's Elon, not Ellen. Ting Guy unbiased video. Uh another video if you haven't seen this. They are coming to Deathmatch in Lisbon mm-hmm. this year. Uh they have this creepy ass robot that I refer to as a, a cross between like a Barbie uh <laughs> hairstyle bust <laughs> yes, thingy yes. and uh the iRobot uh robots from the Will Smith movie. Yes. But anyway, they're gonna come. They did a video of the robot trash talking us and it's fantastic.
0: Dude, it's awesome. So TNG and their unbiased robot recruiter they call they've named 10 guy yeah it's definitely creepy but they they created this acceptance video which is fucking hilarious so (laughs) reposted it on LinkedIn. if you're not following the the chad and cheese facebook page go follow that it's on there also ryan's videos on there so
1: go and check it out it is freaking hilarious. I'm starting to get the sense that as more video gets produced, we need to just embed this on the the site and send people to the site to see these videos. Yeah,
0: that's probably a good idea. And when I find some time, I'll see if I can get that done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, roll the dice, come to chadcheese.com and see if these videos are, are up on the site. Somewhere. Shout out to Roy Maurer, our buddy at Sherm.
0: Ah, Roy!
1: He wrote a, a story on recruiting ethics uh-huh. and asked us for our, like, thought we should cover <laughs> it. And my thought was... Uh, us give like criticism or insight on ethics. How about how to be an asshole podcaster? Like we'll give, we'll give opinion on that, but ethics for recruiting. I don't know. Go to Steve Levy for that.
0: We might, pull a recruiter on maybe and interview them around that and give them shit around it. And that's how we podcast. But I don't know if we should actually be doing a story on that. That's awesome. Vendor ethics, maybe. No, that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. Audra Knight at Katrina Collier. Thank you so much for having me on the, the social recruiting show. Did they have like a head injury or something? Maybe have some bad pizza? They called this the 2019 Bitch Fest. So they thought I might be able to add oh. into uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, bitch session,
1: I guess. So who knows? I guess we'll, we'll check it out. Well, if, if anyone's a little bitch that can bitch, <laughs> it's you, bitch. <laughs> Um, shout out for me, uh, to Jobiak or Joe Jobiak, right. Uh, the, the site we've had on for firing squad, they put your, your jobs on Google for jobs. Um, anyway, they reached out to me, uh, for a quote about where recruiting was going to go in 2019. Ah. I gave them a quote. They put me in this thing called like 20 recruiting experts or 20 experts giving their insight into 2019. Double shout out for not including you in the top twenty experts because they know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, they just know that you're a sucker, and that was easy to be able to say, "Hey, you know, we want uh, we want you to share our shit." You got Cheeseman; he's a sucker. Good job.
1: Yeah, yeah sugarcoat it however you want, so watch.
0: <laughs> Big shout out to Michael Strahan for pulling together a lobster dinner for the NCAA national champs, Clemson, since they. Uh, had to eat burgers and chicken nuggets and shit at the white house.
1: Yeah. More on that later in the show, but yeah, Strahan stepped up and, uh, and bought lobster dinners for yep. them, I guess. Uh, a nice PR for him as well. Very much doing it. that. Very. Much. Um, I'm surprised. Like how did Ruth's Chris or Morton's or somebody not come out and be like, Oh, well, We'll do dinner like like why no restaurant took advantage of that.
0: Dude, I guarantee you they had no fucking clue. He likes what he likes and he likes fast food. And He's like, fuck
1: it. That's what I'm going to eat. That's what they're going to eat. There was no invitation out. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying why? Why didn't every nice restaurant in the in the country see that he bought them burgers? Oh, and say I see. afterward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, gotcha. why didn't gotcha. Bruce Chris come out and say like, hey, we'll invite the Clemson Tigers down to wherever and feed them a nice Ruth Chris steak dinner. Like nobody jumped on that and I was kind of surprised.
0: Probably because they'll take the sanctions they just dropped on Russia and then put them on Ruth Chris. That's why. Yeah, so anyway. yeah.
1: Cuz they're all they're all employing immigrant workers that will all be uh, put on furlough <laughs> or something. Jesus.
0: So, shout out to Monster for their new ads. I think they're still the the 15-second versions. They are fucking hilarious. I don't know if you've seen these or not. Have you seen these?
1: Yeah, it's the basic same premise. Like, I'm going to get a job. No, you're not. And then they're gone basically yeah. like getting a job yeah, really yeah. fast. And it's all it, mobile, which is good.
0: The copy's the same for every single experience, right? So you've got a coder that's working right next to another coder and he's like, "Yeah, I found a job on Monster. I won't be here long." The guys like, "Yeah, right right looks back over and it's an entirely different person yep. and then you take it into an entirely different workspace it's the exact same copy over and over and over in these different <laughs> situations it is fucking genius <laughs>
1: <laughs> chad likes comedy where he doesn't have to think too much everybody does yeah i guess so yeah. seinfeld mm-hmm. i'm i'm done with shoutouts you done with shoutouts
0: couple more i'm going to throw in recfest just open ticket sales so you definitely want to go to <laughs> recfest in london don't know. We might be there. Uh, TA Tech, shit. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be in England, yeah, in Europe, and not to mention, we're going to do a couple of TA Techs here. One in Chicago for recruitment marketing. So all you recruitment marketers out there, think about that one. And then Austin later this year for the big show for TA Tech. So check those out. Go to tatech.org and go to Rec
1: Fest and buy some fucking tickets. The world is going to get very sick of us this year. Undoubtedly. I'm sick of you. Uh, and I me. love. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I love how I love how Rec Fest is tickets now available. Like they're selling, you know, Woodstock or tickets to the who. Like Dude, it's a big it is in a rock big, concert.
0: It's a big fucking field, like right outside of London. It's good. It's supposed to be like a Lollapalooza kind of event. I mean, they start. They're going to the bar is going to open at noon.
1: And it's going to be fucking crazy. I can't wait, man. It's the Coachella of recruiting. It <laughs> should be there. little mantra. Are we ready? All right. Can we get to the damn show already? Okay. All right. Ladders. Oh, the artist formerly known as Ladders. <laughs> By the way, don't don't go to ladders.com because you'll actually go to a site about ladders. Makes sense. Even though they've changed their name, the URL doesn't work that way. You still have to go to the ladders. Now, from a
0: marketing standpoint, does that make any fucking sense? Why do I change my name to ladders if my domain is the ladders, knowing that people are going to search on ladders and
1: find ladders companies? Well, you know, Facebook used to be the Facebook, and then they actually went out and bought facebook.com yeah. to just be facebook. Doc, just to be facebook now right. if, if facebook went to like the harvard students you know directory we'd say that's the dumbest move in like marketing history yeah ladders is no different i mean it's not as obviously bigger influential as facebook but yes if you're gonna change your name like go to the ladder guy who's got the url and <laughs> offer him some money <laughs> you know because you're so successful that you can actually own ladders.com okay. but i digress There's a high price for Ladder e-commerce, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) So anyway, Ladders comes out with a uh, a press release uh, this week. And I get a lot of press releases, and this one really stood out. Sometimes uh, spammers will sort of regurgitate press releases Mm -hmm. from days gone by. And I thought, you know, uh, an announcement about pay-per-click, like maybe I missed that. Okay. So they announced that they're adding a pay-per-click solution to their job site. So I go to the site and I'm like, maybe the date is from 2008. Maybe I just missed this. No, it's a new announcement. Okay. For pay-per-click? For pay-per-click. Okay. <laughs> and so from the, from the release, this is a quote, quote, uh, with Cost Per Click, Ladders continues to innovate to provide high-level talent acquisition and recruiting pe- professionals with the right tools that attract the best and most active candidates. So, is PPC is PPC innovation discussed?
0: No, there's no discussion behind it. And I can't believe that they actually put together a press release.
1: Yeah, like an agency and
0: everything. Oh, so they had an agency. This wasn't just some intern that they said, hey, write something up about pay-per-click. We're going to put this shit out, you know, to see if it catches anybody.
1: Yeah, this is a tweet. This is like a, hey, you know, heads up. We should have done this 10 years ago, but we're doing it now. We got pay-per-click. Thanks. No, it, their agency got behind it, press release, everything. <laughs> so uh, it was a big deal. So then I thought, well, well maybe they're innovating in other ways, right? Maybe you know, give them a fresh shot. So I go to the site and like, they have advertising options. So their advertising options are basically like email blasts, sponsored posts, and everyone's favorite banner ads. Uh, remember leaderboards and skyscrapers. Oh yeah. They, they still got those at the ladders, <laughs> you know, nothing about AI, big data, chatbots, oh progr- programmatic advertising, etc. So oh. this was a, uh, a really, uh hilarious post, uh, for me to write and, And so a news report that really, really made me laugh. you know, and, and you know, maybe we're missing something, you know, maybe we're not being fair. So let's just put it out there. Uh-huh. Uh, ladders, if you want to come on the show, uh, tell us how you're innovating. Tell us how you're kicking ass and taking names. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on and, and talk to us.
0: We'd love to have you. As a matter of fact, I mean, be, there's something beyond this press release. It probably should have been on the fucking press release. But if there is some insights beyond the press release, we'd love to be able to hear it because that shit does not sound innovative at all in 2019.
1: 2006, I, I could give you that, but today, not even close. Yeah, you and I, we had a good time uh, reviewing the site for the show today. And, <laughs> you know, things like there is no do-it-yourself job posting e-commerce functionality like you can't just go on and post a job which we're going back to the 90s for that kind of stuff and uh you actually have to put in your email and have someone contact you which i'm sure is a, a nice little funnel for leads for them but anyway yeah like the the site doesn't scream innovation um so you know if we're missing something let us know but otherwise um you know this is just 2007 back to the future making money the old way (laughs) <laughs> job site in the meantime quit putting out stupid fucking press releases yeah like the money that you're giving to your agency like hire some developers and make some <laughs> real stuff and when you and when you make some real stuff you know people like us will talk about it and go like hey that's pretty cool yeah you know what i would you know, think is pretty go, cool go check out the live. i ladders. think
0: it'd be pretty cool if tell us how you go through the matching process of or, or the courting process or uh, being able to to help from a negotiation standpoint, navigation.
1: I mean, what? To give us something new. This is old shit, right? Sure. You know the the business model is challenged. Like, let's be honest. I mean, when when Ladders came out in two thousand three, whatever it was. Like, if you put on a hundred K job, every Tom, Dick and idiot like applied to it. And there weren't, fil- there weren't filtering function There were filtering functions. There was no way to like pre-screen people and like, you know, filter those folks out.
0: Well, you had to subscribe. Remember that, right? So, so yeah. they did have, that was the only filtering that you had is if you wanted to have a, hundred K job and above, you had to subscribe, you had to pay to actually gain access to those jobs, which to be quite frank, you could find them anywhere else on the web, but it just made people feel special. You know, you go in, you pay your little thing and then, yeah, you're right. You can just hammer the shit out of anybody who's in that database.
1: Sure. So 2008 happened and every job site, you know, went to hell for a while. And in that meantime, you know, like profiles started getting put on you know, websites like LinkedIn and everyone had information and GitHub happened. And so like now, you know, if you need a a high, high level executive making six figures, my guess is, you know, most companies are going straight to the, you know, the source and going to LinkedIn or wherever, Mm. and they're not probably even posting a lot of these jobs. So to me, I don't even know how the business model um, works today with, with everything that that has changed since, you know, when they first launched. Yeah. And You don't have to post those jobs. That's the big key, right? Yeah. And if you do, it's programmatic and like, you know, the machines do it and find out where the sources are and you can screen these folks and you can chat bottom up and find out if they're really qualified. And, you know, like it's just, yeah, they're you let executive search take care of that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or or there's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's expensive. But yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Well, it's expensive to get somebody who's good and vetted, right? Quality ain't cheap, Chad. No, exactly. But bad, bad podcasters are a (laughs) dime a dozen. (laughs) We're everywhere. Huh. Exactly. What about, well, I've said all I want to say about the ladders. Okay. Well, what about good advertising campaigns
0: as we flow and segue into, into the next one?
1: Okay. Well, we can debate whether this is a good ad strategy. So <laughs> you, 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 you paint the picture. You're a big fan of this ad. You like it. Some people haven't seen it, I'm sure, uh-huh. particularly people overseas. Uh, Gillette, who historically uh has been a very machismo product, you know, Gillette, the best a man can get. You know, it's like Power suits and like chiseled jaws Mm -hmm. in the shower. You know this is what we're used to, and they they did a one eighty on their latest uh, ad campaign.
0: Yeah, so it's still behind the best a man can get, right? It just revitalized for 2019, and the internet just lit up. I mean, people. Really, okay, so men really, uh, they're ge- they're going ape shit because this ad broaches toxic masculinity. And, and the ad in itself, really, it goes through mansplaining, mm-hmm. bullying, uh, dads saying the you know boys will be boys, making everything all right, catcalling, aggressive types mm-hmm. of behavior toward women. Then it actually shows which is interesting terry tate i can't remember his real name but terry tate the actor who is who's testifying in congress saying that uh men need to hold other men accountable Mm -hmm. and then the commercial shifts gears and buddies and dads step into role models and uh show that that behavior isn't acceptable. So, you know, the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. That was, that was one of the, one of the, the, the big kind of role model lines in the ad. Mm-hmm. So from my standpoint, I thought it was gold, especially that after Gillette did the Shaquem Griffin ad, the dude who has a disability, doesn't have a, one of his hands and he made it into the NFL and telling that story. So they're really getting behind storytelling and
1: trying to change what their brand looks like Mm -hmm. i'm totally for the message um and the movement that's happening Mm -hmm. in our world me too um you know i was i was because we're the same age you'll remember some of this stuff like and and a lot of it isn't new yeah um i remember growing up being told it's okay to cry um i remember growing up in this this is the 70s uh, turning the other cheek, right? There was actually a Kenny Rogers song mm-hmm. about turning the other cheek and and looking the other way, right? Um, so the message to me, I think I'll, I don't want to say it's recycled and it's refurbished for like a new era, but you know, men being sensitive is not a new thing. At least from my memory, you know, growing up, and this this thing hasn't been broached. Now, where it's new is is when you know companies that are historically macho and they've built their brand on. You know, that man masculinity Mm -hmm. that they're changing their brand. So while I agree with the message, I'm really skeptical as to the brand pivot for Gillette. Yeah. To go from like, you know, man's man, Uh macho, power suits, uh, hot women, you know, rubbing your cheeks. You know, going from that to what they've gone to, it's just a real it's a real risk with brand. And for me, the bigger thing that, you know, the, the bigger problem they have is, you know, the the, the trend of beards mm-hmm. as well as like Dollar Shave Club. Yeah. Because I have to imagine those two things are a bigger blow to their business. And I would have preferred from a marketing standpoint to try to tackle those issues than make a political statement.
0: Yeah. So you, I think you're really short sighted on this issue because I don't think yep. that this ad was only focused on men. Gillette also makes products for women, right? Yeah, they do. So, therefore, no clue. if you take a look at well, I have a wife and she shaves, so I, I kind of know these things. So Let's assume Gillette makes women products. Okay, gotcha. No, they do. It's pretty simple. So, this is not just an ad that is focused on one segment just being men. And yes, it is speaking to men, but it's speaking to everybody. And all those people could prospectively buy their products. So mm-hmm. I did have somebody on Facebook actually said, great message, wrong messenger. And, and Gillette is just doing this to look good. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's what advertising and marketing and PR is about, right? You know, I think when it comes down to the brand, not just from buying something, but also working there. So w- we also talk about employer brand and wanting to be able to go to a company that really represents your values, right? It's not just about the product, it's about working for a company as well. So being able to set this brand up overall, I think is incredibly smart and real business. I mean, I understand that we're all in talent acquisition, HR or whatever, but are we so divorced from real business that we can't understand the actual basics of brand? Because that's what this is. Now, here's, here's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If Gillette is not focusing on equity, then there's a serious problem. If their ranks and their positions are not flush with equity with women, people of color, if the pay scale is not equitable, yeah, there's a huge problem. And that could mm-hmm. actually create damage for that brand. But for everybody to be able to see a message like this, not just men, But everybody, I think it's awesome for their brand,
1: not just their product brand, but also their employer brand. So I I certainly agree that uh, they're going to sell a lot more women's products because of the message. Uh, And I agree that from a recruiting standpoint, this this is going to open up a whole new sort of awareness of the company through a much broader spectrum of candidates. Um, So I think you've turned me on that. I think time will tell in terms of, you know, the numbers of what this does. Um, And there's they're probably they're probably letting their they're 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 ignoring their position of being like the masculine product. And someone will probably come along and try to take that from them um, and hold that, you know, hold that brand because there is some value in that, right? There is, you know, men are still men. They are. And I don't way. say
0: I don't think that they're saying that men aren't. I think what they're trying to say is that we have a responsibility as men. Boys will be boys, right? We don't treat each other like that. That's the, that's that was the hmm. big difference in the message where there are guys at grills and there's two boys are fighting. And when the gear shift, one of the dads actually walk over and it goes from boys will be boys, which was an excuse Mm -hmm. to allow that kind of aggressive behavior. Number one to two. Hey, we don't treat each other that way. So that's it's not masculinity. And you're trying to throw this away as well. They don't care about masculinity. That's total bullshit. What they're saying is we've evolved. As a people, which we should, not all of us, Mm -hmm. and we should understand that we shouldn't treat other human beings like this, whether it's another guy or another female, right? So it's a pure definition of what they believe masculinity should be. Okay, And that's a great employment brand, by the
1: way. (laughs) Yeah, I think brand is what your customers say. Masculinity is not what you say Mm it is. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, this is coming from a guy who likes to fight. Right. I mean, I enjoy it as a sport, Um, but I see that sure. and I agree with
1: it. And yeah, you don't. Yeah. Being a meathead does not automatically <laughs> make you a cat, a cat caller yeah. and like an, an idiot. I mean, I, to me, masculinity is you're the opposite yeah. of that. Right. Like you're strong enough to honor people and be respectful and like not hit. And people don't get and, me
0: wrong. I've mansplained shit before. Right. And I've, and I've, yeah. and I've got, I've been put in my place. <laughs> I've also, I mean, I've been that dumb, I'm that dumb quote unquote masculine kid slash man, um, you know we all change. so I think this is this is a great opportunity to see a brand actually change and evolve and say you know what eh, you know what that probably wasn't good when we did that shit back there. That's fine. change your behavior and move on.
1: look forward. Fair enough and that's let's hear from job at X and talk about uh, swastika penises. <laughs> that's a great segue. <laughs> we'll be right back.
2: With JobAddix's first birthday almost here, we are proud of all we've accomplished with advertising clients, publisher job sites, recruitment marketing agencies, and staffing firms. Thank you for all the support and trust you have placed in us. Since 2017, JobAddix has used the best of consumer ad tech's bidding and ad delivery to build an incredible programmatic job advertising exchange and continue to rapidly grow our network of partner sites. We've also launched a feed inventory management platform called Switchboard, effectively offering our dynamic technologies to all job board partners. And we've developed our revolutionary live alert, which eliminate latency and expire job ads via email. No more dead clicks or overages from job links, whether open today, next month, or next year. For more information about our solutions, please reach us at joinus@jobadex.com
1: penises really that's what we're going from (laughs) swastika penises (laughs) oh okay from uh you got to throw that one in there too you know i'm feeling older and older with so many of the societal changes and like cultural and age and everything Uh like it kind of sucks like i was looking at the lineup for coachella this year Uh and i knew and wanted to see maybe two of the bands that were there and i thought man i'm old
0: yeah but i think this is a great opportunity for you to Actually, get out, see those bands, and experience some of these new bands, and you might find a new, you know, band to follow. Yeah.
1: I used to have time to do that. <laughs> Listen to new bands. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. all right. Slack unveiled a new logo uh, this week. Yeah. That it looks a little bit like a swastika with like little, I guess, scrotums underneath. Would you say
0: I say it looks like it looks like kind of like a, a, a Microsoft, like their little uh, square where they have four different yeah. colors. Now, this has yeah. four different colors, but it looks like four different penises on top of each other. I don't know that I see a swastika as much, but I do see that this kind of like this stacked
1: penis logo thing. That Oh, that's funny, because because I looked at it, I immediately saw swa- I saw swastika. <laughs> And then I was like, "Okay, penises. Look for those. Okay, <laughs> scrotum, phallic symbol. Okay, got it. So yeah, the internet is blowing up with talk about the swastika penises that Slack has unveiled. Their old logo, as many know, is was a hashtag sign. Yeah, uh, which to me works perfectly well. I don't yeah. know why you need to change that. Companies get really overzealous with logo changes, like." Wow. Uh, uh, Uber's changed it a few times Uh and uh, Airbnb, you know, changed it to some weird, you know, V upside down V thing, and I don't know, It's a very it's very big now for agencies to want to push for logo changes for some reason.
0: Well, I mean, it's a good way to get cash from a company, and from the reports that we've seen back in October of last year, Slack had nine hundred million dollars cash in hand.
1: Oh, great. Right? God! Yes, yeah. yeah. So a report uh, this week as well. Uh, Slack had apparently six hundred forty million in revenue projected for next year, uh, and they had nine hundred million on hand. Now they've got. A ton of money, but nowhere near what we're talking about. It just—it blows my mind to start talking about those kinds of numbers. Yeah, for a messaging yeah. platform, it just—it's yeah. kind of crazy, dude.
0: Well, and I'm going to fault Jay Z over at Smashfly for sending this podcast down the wrong road because it's going to get worse, my friend. I promise. <laughs>
1: By the way, that's not the rapper Jay-Z in case anyone is uh, is wondering if Chad is actually that cool. He's really not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Really not. <laughs> Let's
0: go ahead and transition into the, the next non-penis or at least yeah. it starts out that way. <laughs>
1: You got some spare time on your hands? Go look at Slack logos and yeah. have a have a good oh, laugh.
0: It is it's ridiculous. So so last week we were actually talking about the Army's recruiting wo- uh, woes and how it was really hard for them to recruit and how they were doing some really cool and innovative things with esports. Yeah. This week, task uh, Task and Purpose had some some more data on that, and it actually they were talking about an estimated seventy two percent of individuals in North Carolina. Are ineligible to join the military due to being overweight, lacking the adequate education or Mm -hmm. having a history of crime or drug use. 71% of people living in North Carolina are ineligible for military service.
1: Okay. So you're, you were in the, you were in the military. Yeah. All right. So I I was, I was not, which you can't tell by looking at me, but I wasn't in the military. (laughs) Uh So, so paint this scene for me. I'm a kid. I'm an 18 year old. I go into the recruiting office. Like, do they look at you and go like, you're too fat. Do they give you an IQ test? Like what is, what is screening these kids out? of the military exactly. What's the process?
0: Yeah, generally. Okay, so it depends on whether we're at war and we need to beef up military or not, because this will change, right? It always does. Mm -hmm. But you go and you take an ASVAB test, which is a test across all military branches, and it gives you a score. They do some some physical testing. Uh, They also do some medical history background Mm -hmm. things that kick a lot of people out. But to be quite frank, I mean, as being a drill sergeant, an infantry drill sergeant down in Fort Benning, Georgia, I had many an Army recruiter who I hate uh, send me downrange kids that are 40 pounds easy overweight right and it's my job in 14 weeks to do one of two things to hopefully knock 40 pounds off that kid's ass or Mm -hmm. or he's gonna break um because of all the weight on obviously gravity does things so if
1: if i'm just a a high school graduate i couldn't would that be passing the the intelligence test or do i still have to take the test of the from the army.
0: Yeah, you have to take no, you have to take the ASVAB, which again, it's just one test for all all military. Okay. And and how hard is this thing? It's it's not hard, but it's not incredibly easy. A lot of it what it is today is it actually focuses on how you troubleshoot and how you think about solving the questions that they ask to be quite frank it was uh it wasn't a breeze but it wasn't
1: incredibly hard so 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 with the commander-in-chief serving uh big macs and uh you know filet fishes <laughs> in the white house i mean it's no it's no mystery why like it it all goes downhill right like kids see that yeah fast food yeah. our president does yeah. it i mean the world's just falling apart pretty much.
0: well that and then we're, we're talking about not being able to have enough individuals in our military ranks in the first place for national defense. And then the Wall Street Journal comes out with a fucking op ed or something like that that says women don't belong in combat units. So it's like, you know, we can't find enough people as it is, but yet. Women don't belong in combat units. And, and again, me being a guy who's been in the infantry, if you can do the job, I don't care who you are, right? If you can do the yeah. job, if you can physically do the job, then you should be there. My, my whole thought process was, am I healthy enough to pick up the, 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 the person next to me if they're injured, put them on my back and, and get the hell out of the A.O.? Right. That was yeah. now. Now the the, the the next question I was asking is looking to the person next to me and say, are they healthy enough to do that for me? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, 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 it's fucking ridiculous. And then transition to the next piece, uh, the border patrol. They're having issues as well. There's no question, yeah. but there's this. And, and thanks for sharing Tim Hawk story from M- NPR. The border patrol had paid Accenture, approximately $13.6 million of a close to $300 million contract to recruit and hire 7,500 individuals into Custom and Border Patrol. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, No, it does not. That's $40,000 per hire, number one. Number two, that's that's like a fucking $500 hammer, right? (laughs) So within, within 10 months into this first year, of this 5-year contract, Accenture had only two accepted job offers. Oh god, it's fucking ridiculous. So, there's serious problems and and they're having performance issues. There's there's no question whatsoever. Accenture was doing this with $300 million, right? A contract for $300 million. They had already been th- fronted 13.6 Then they actually had to use the government agency's applicant tracking system when Accenture failed to deploy its own. With that kind of money, man, I can pull together a great team, a great process, and I guarantee you, you'll have more than two fucking Hires. (laughs) Hires.
1: <laughs> well, the good news is, according to a New York Post article, the Chinese Red Army um, is in no better shape uh, than our army. According to the article, uh, the People's Liberation Army, yes. I guess they're not the Red Army anymore, is now dishing out advice after one mm-hmm. uh, city saw more than half its candidates fail their physicals. Um, more troubling than that is a masturbation problem. <laughs> uh
0: the Chinese military says excessive, excessive. masturbation <laughs> in too many video games are among the reasons <laughs> its physical test failure rates have been a lot. So, so <laughs> you can't make this shit up. And dude, think of it. No, you can't. China's girl to guy ratio is totally out of whack. It's like five to one or, or, or seven to, seven to one or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. But what the hell did they expect? I mean, they'd better get their sex robot industry up and running quick. Shall
2: we play a game?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually the robots are going to fight each other anyway. Um, and all the fat, dumb dumb people in the world can have sex with the sex robots. Oh,
0: this is ridiculous. Can, can we go to an ad?
1: <laughs> sure. We can go to an ad. Let's hear from uh, who we got now. Uh, Canvas. Yeah. Canvas will love being, uh, you know, put on after that one.
2: (laughs) Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video, or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent.
1: Please tell me the Russian army has similar cool.
0: issues. I
1: I have no clue. I
0: don't even want to do any research on that right now
1: at all. Let's talk about Glassdoor. <laughs> okay. Uh, Glassdoor opened shop in three markets internationally this week. They opened Hong Kong, ah. Singapore, and ah. New Zealand. Uh, Hobbits need huh. jobs too, apparently. Um, so my point on this is, you know, I- I've predicted that the Glassdoor brand will go away. Eventually it'll just get, you know, sucked up by indeed who is they're both owned by the same parent company. Um, so if anything, this move of growth says maybe they're not going to go away anytime soon. They're actually opening up new, mm-hmm. new markets. Uh, the word is they're going to be opening up more places, more cities and countries uh, this year. So yeah, you know, a little bit of news, news tip there. Um, if you're, if you're doing business in Hong Kong, Singapore, New Zealand, uh, your employees have a new place to go talk shit about you. Isn't, isn't that like canoe new ground?
0: I mean, are they trying to squeeze Kanunu? new?
1: Do you think? It is interesting. I mean, canoe is a little bit more European. Okay. Indeed is most definitely in those areas. And I'm sure have the reviews, you know, review sections as well. So, yeah, I mean, they're not huge markets. I mean, from a population perspective, I mean, you're looking at probably like 15 million people um, with those three markets. So it's not super huge. Yeah. Um, And, you know, new markets aren't super hard to open. Right. Like, yeah. A little bit of language thing, a little bit of whatever, a new URL, and you're, you know, you're often, you're often running. So it's not like a huge Herculean effort to like open up in some of these places.
0: A little language thing, you know, that's easy. That's not a big
1: deal. A little translation, you know, New Zealanders speak English. Yeah. So. so
0: that is interesting because you know, as you have talked about, you know, kind of like glass door coming under the Indeed umbrella. I, I, I agree that I see that happening, but I don't see it happening from a brand standpoint. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this actually kind of, you know, bodes to what I've been talking about. I think they really want two brands that can try to own more wallet share. And if, if they continue to go
1: down this this path, uh, they have a good opportunity to do that. If they continue on this path, they will have proven Chad Sowash right for the first time on this podcast. Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> All right. Gig economy, our final story in this painful episode. Ah. Um, Many people probably know, at least in this country, that there's a government shutdown. Mm-hmm. 27 days at this point yeah the longest in history uh, national parks are being flooded with fecal matter and trash Ugh. and it's just it's just a mess it's horrible so yes. no surprise we've talked about this before when people get unemployed or you know don't have something to do you know it's I think both of us agree that they're gonna start gravitating toward the gig economy how yeah. can I make money how can I you know on the side? drive an Uber, develop shit, make a graphic, you know, whatever it is. And so so we have some proof uh, in a story this week about the gig economy really might explode if more and more people uh, get knocked out of work.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's no question. I mean, oh man, 800,000 people. I mean, those people obviously they contribute to the economy every single day by spending money and not everybody has a huge bank account that they can just draw from. They're All these, these 800,000 people are not millionaires, right? So yeah. uh, they've got to find ways. I actually saw, saw um, a story last night where a guy was saying, hey, look, you know, I, I had to go pull weeds for one of my neighbors and you know, they, yeah. they gave me 20 bucks so that I could have gas money so I could take my kid to his appointment and those types of things. I mean, they're looking for any way to survive during this bullshit that's happening.
1: Yeah, I heard a number today that a very high percentage of Americans don't have more than four hundred dollars in a savings account for moments like this, and with the federal workforce, yeah. you know, you're looking at I think sixteen percent of the population. Like it's a huge number of people. Um, so the story uh, talked about Fiverr, another popular. Uh, we talk about Upwork quite a bit, mm-hmm. but Fiverr is another sort of uh, place for people to. Pick up contract work or gigs, if you will. Uh, experienced a three hundred and fifty percent increase uh, since the uh, the government shutdown. So, uh, yeah, we both think that a lot of a lot of good things, growth wise, are going to happen with Upwork and Fiverr. And we've talked about you know Microsoft potentially buying Upwork or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fiverr's on the table as well because once the economy goes south, these sites are going to explode. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I think that was like one area uh, in Maryland, the Lexington Park area. Mm -hmm. that holds like a very large percentage of the population there is obviously government workers and
1: and they experienced the 350% increase in gigs. So buy your Upwork stock today, kids. Don't take financial advice from me. And we out. We out.
2: Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast. Or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes that silly Android phone thingy or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job I saw on monster.com. We out.
0: How much do you understand the future of finance?